Robbins Project. I have one of my fan favorites in here um, from the Not the Terrible podcast, also Bob and Tom show. The lovely, the beautiful Jess Hooker. Oh, thank you, BJ. That's so sweet. I'm getting good at these, better at these. Because uh, <laughs> we were doing one, uh, I think, the other night, and I uh, I literally forgot what show I was doing and, and did the wrong title. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to go back and do it. <laughs> but how have you been? Um,. I have been, man, it is minute to minute, to be 100% honest with you. There is not one um, feeling that I could say sums up the last year. Um, actually, I should probably work in terms of the last six months. We'll start with the big one. I've, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'll be six months sober. So that's, that's created um, a new lifestyle that's opened up another avenue of healing for me. Um, but I guess if, if I were to say something in the last, so in the last three years, I'd say it's just been a period of growth. And usually growth comes in the form of uh, waiting, uncertainty, and usually a lot of pain. We met three years ago, right yeah. around this time, actually. We did, and um, my life was going to shit. <laughs> I know you said you've been sober six months, and I was just like, because it was, it was, it was obviously Smugcast, me and AP, and you, and then like you, you were on, I think, three times. One time was with I Normal, which was a great show. Yeah. And then the other two was just like you guys had a party because I don't drink, and I was just watching it. Yeah. And then at some point in time, you guys, we just bring up whatever's left in AP's fridge. Yeah. Like, we, it was just a mixture of just cluster of alcohol. It didn't matter what it was, man. It didn't matter what it was. <laughs> if it was there, I was drinking it. And, um, you know, I, I, through therapy and uh, AA, I realized now, and at the time, I was undiagnosed, and in the last three years, uh, I've been diagnosed as bipolar about a year and a half ago. Um, but I also... Uh, I have it's drug resistant, which is a genetic thing, and um, we can touch on that because I have a child that's drug resistant. Um, so I was using it to treat bipolar disorder, um, and uh, with bipolar disorder comes mania and severe depression, and so it's this constant up, up, up and down. Um, I am. I, w I was just using alcohol to treat that, and it wasn't doing anything. It was like you know. It was like putting a Band-Aid over a dam, you know, like it's you're just you're just really suppressing everything that you need to be feeling. And I think that's a great point. I talked about it uh, on another show with with uh, Dustin Riller. Speaking from experience, there's a cheap plug, but <laughs> it was the fact that um, you have to like realize there is an issue, yeah. either a small one or a big one. Like I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. You know, we talked about this with, you know, with Brooke on another episode too, but like, I, it was hard for me to admit being 6'3", tall guy, 
mm-hmm. had everything that every i mean you knew me you could probably never tell the first time you met me like oh this guy is like confident funny oh yeah yeah and then not I, a care in the world yeah yeah and then you know i, I you know we talked before we started recording and and then you're just like yeah i get it 100 percent because you it's okay and it's okay to admit it because before there was that stigma for men absolutely oh it, my god because in the uk i think their suicide rates through the roof for men in the uk i was reading an article yesterday and i couldn't believe how high it was mm-hmm. and and i was just realizes and most of them don't even know yeah and you know and then but one thing you've always been at big on with me you're like hey have you talked to somebody yeah because that's really huge isn't it it's huge it's it's big um I think that uh, when anybody asks about or notice a change in me, they're like, "Oh, you know, what did you, what did you do?" And uh, I, I said, "I started I started going to therapy. Get a counselor. That's the first thing you can do." And it's hard to find a good counselor. Um, I'm so so fortunate that I have the best counselor, and I always I always tell people about her. And I but so. <laughs> So often I've talked about so many people close to me that she's like, yeah, ethically, I don't think it would be a good idea if I see you. Um, But yeah, the therapy component for me has been big. Um, I think I I read somewhere it's like it's basically paying someone to be your friend or paying someone to care for an hour. Here's 50 minutes. I'm going to pretend like I care about you. Um, But sometimes that's what you need when you feel the way that you and I have felt when mm-hmm. you can be surrounded by people and feel completely alone. So that's probably the best way I've spent money in a long time. And, and plus, unless you really freak them out, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be there every week. Yeah, they're really going to Because if you've done up, some yeah. of the stuff on your friends, yeah. like the stuff we talked about before we started recording, and it, you, most people, if there's another person there, they're like, I'm, I got to go. I got to get out of here, yeah. Because like, these people are crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. But, it, I, but I think when you're involved in... And when you have when you are when you have husband or wife or boyfriend and you have mm-hmm. kids and then you go through a lot of things and then mm-hmm. it it's almost like miles on the car it starts to really build up and your check engine lights start to Dude. come on you're like ah it's good you next thing you know your car blows up right and and I realized that about myself like hey my car is starting to like really throw a bunch of signs here the alignment's off <laughs> yeah. yeah and and but and i think that's really i've had more conversations talking about that lately than anything because i think we're there's still too many people out there that are dealing with it the wrong way which is mm-hmm. you know alcohol drugs self-medication yeah. sex is a big one yes people not feeling loved and thinking that sex equates love i carried that for a really long time um shopping i mean that's a really common and socially acceptable one i i, I actually love shopping and yeah. i think i realized that because i used to get depressed and make hey babe let's go shopping and we like mm. do i need it do i really need a 75 dollar shirt yeah i know i mean i have mine is amazon amazon is always my go-to <laughs> and i literally put all of my shopping apps in one folder and you can see it here my food and my shopping apps are all in one folder and it says not self-care <laughs> <laughs> Just true. as a gentle reminder that you really don't need to buy anything or order any food. Food was huge. Food's huge, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Like I said, is like I would just like, and I told the story before. I would just go eat in the driveway by myself, like Dude, Taco yeah. Bell, and then mm-hmm. like watch YouTube or listen to sad songs. And you're just like mm-hmm. eating a gordita, and you're just like, <laughs> why are you eating this? And, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna fill whatever emptiness I have right now, and it's true. And the kids be mad, like, when did you get Taco I Bell? I know. No, nobody is more pissed than you when you eat alone <laughs> than your kids. I know that. Yeah. Well, my son Kami once knocked in the window, and he's like. <laughs> 
dad what are you doing i was like oh, i got a taco it's like that's a whole bag it's <laughs> like all right here's a burrito <laughs> go away don't tell mom <laughs> and when your kids get older you start noticing like you said you know i know you have a son and daughter yeah and you start noticing some of the traits in in you them because um, i know it's my youngest son when my when pops passed away like it ate at him luke kept composure yeah but i think luke he's goes towards ang- anger is luke your oldest yeah yeah okay. he goes well he goes towards anger a little bit my yeah. brother did too then there's my youngest is he's such a sweet mm-hmm. sweet kid but i mean he he smoked pot a few times eighth grade year and all these things and i think he was trying to find a way to cope to do it yeah. and and luke i think that when you said off the air you're like hey oldest kids sometimes like yeah like dad i get i'm the oldest it's like a syndrome almost and i think that i mean if you read anything about birth order it's interesting um the traits that that they take on just literally when you were born um and i think that there's there's a lot of science behind that and it also helps you accept your kid for who they are as that i mean but then you have in your case where it's very opposite you know you you took hold of your family situation when things got hard um, so it, it would be interesting to find out when that, like where in your life that that dynamic switched, where you stepped up and said, I'm going to handle this. Cause I, it probably happened when you were very young. And I think it's because of my personality now. Like, how does that work? Right. right? Okay. I was like, okay, mom, like, Hey, how do you make that frozen pizza? How mm-hmm. do you make that macaroni? How do you do this? You're a doer. Yeah. How's this work? And then like, I'd see mom to have a bad day. Right. And I'm like, Hey. I'm like, all right, let's clean up. Let's yeah. make dinner. Let's do whatever. Yeah. And then I started realizing that, put a smile on her face. Oh wow, we've got to talk about this. So, so are you? Um, are you familiar with codependence? Have you dealt with this at all? I a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. So, um, a lot of codependent behavior, um, it it's usually created as a a child. Um, I know that. Um, my family dynamic set me up, set me up to um, assume that my worth and my value um, uh, lay in my ability to make other people happy. It had nothing to do with who I was as a person. It had nothing to do even with my accomplishments, um, things that I had done at school or sports. But if if I made the people in my family happy, if I made their lives easier, then that made me feel like i was worthy to receive love yeah no that's me that's me to t because yeah. one of my best friends jeremy um he always says like you will go to make people happy and you'll go as far as t- to where it makes you miserable oh absolutely absolutely and yeah th- and then i think this happens in a lot of marriages actually uh-huh so when we first meet and then so everybody's different when they first get together i don't care what anybody says right oh yeah yeah i mean you're trying to sell a car you're yeah. showing all your features your That's best right. stuff yeah I, I mean i'm running i'm going yeah. to the gym, <laughs> um, shaving my chest whatever whatever we need to do getting things waxed and then but can you keep that up yeah and it's slowly like yeah the... and then all of a sudden one person keeps it up mm-hmm. because you're like hey i'm gonna make sure i cook i clean whatever i'm not in in a lot of time it is the female yeah and then the male starts to go back to a little bit and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. once she stops like hey where's dinner at mm-hmm. i don't know once you make it yeah and then all of a sudden he's like you said you like doing those things right right and, and then that's where yeah. i've seen that a lot 
because they're like, I want to make you happy. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, this is not what you have to do. The roles that we, the roles that we take on in our relationships, whether it's romantic or not. Um, I mean, we're selling a product. We're selling ourselves. And a lot of times we get wrapped up in, does my spouse still want this product? How do I need to change things and uh, revamp or, or rebrand this product so that he still or she still wants this? Um, and I think, I think like you're right in terms of male and female, men will take it at face value. Like if you say, I enjoy cooking you meals, I, en- I enjoy cool. giving you foot rubs, I enjoy these things. They believe you when you say that. So I think that, that I, I think that often in those situations we get sideways because instead of being honest about who we are and what we really love, we, we still feel like we have to sell ourselves. If she keeps her, starts keeping her shirt on during sex you need to go talk to a counselor. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> That's this, interesting. I, I, this is just something okay. that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I start asking dudes like, man, we're having problems. Is she keeping the shirt on during sex? Yeah. I'm like, there's a problem. She's mad at you for something or something's wrong. You need to talk to her. Yeah. That's I, interesting. Yes. So it always stuck in my brain. Like I, 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 I know someone who, um, she would tell me she's like i'm just to the point i don't take my shirt off and i'm like that's a girl thing so that's something that's wrong so like when dude (laughs) so dudes ask me i'm like what is she and he's like man you're right and i was like you need to talk to her yeah something's wrong because he's thinking well she's we're still we're still intimate so everything should be good right no 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 because we have we have levels of intimacy And apparently it's determined by how much clothes we take off. Yeah. And then does she initiate it and all these other things? Yeah, there's a lot. There's so, there's, there's so much to learn from the things that we don't say. And I think that's male and female. Um, I think like we were talking about uh, the stigma associated with men and mental illness. It's not just mental illness. It's any vulnerability at all. Like I know that a lot of the struggle in my last in my last marriage, my only marriage, um, was uh, I didn't create a safe space for him to be vulnerable. Um, uh, he didn't feel safe with me because it was a lot of of judging. Um, if he didn't say what I wanted to hear, if he, I mean, I we set each other up for very codependent relationships, and but we set each other up in ways that would serve our dysfunction um like the 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 get close no go away like i'm gonna stay away long enough for you to miss me and then i'll feel desired and then this will be great i mean that's one of the shittiest oldest things that we do in relationships it, and all we have to do is just is like like we need to talk but not that's it but not talk one-on-one sometimes you have to have like a mediator at yeah. times and be like hey how do i tell her mm-hmm. that this is happening because every time i say it like she looks at me like she's gonna stab me yeah and then every time she says something, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not following you. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I think that we speak in the language that we want to be loved. So instead of looking at my spouse or 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 someone I'm in a romantic relationship with, and going, how how do I love you well? Tell me what. And there's some test that tells you what your love language is or something. Um, and uh, that's like acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation. I can't remember all of them, but we just naturally love the way that we want to be loved. And very rarely are you and your spouse going to l- want to be loved the same way. 
No, no. And I think that with my wife, it's we've been together since 2000. We got married in 2001. Mm -hmm. We had a year long issue where we weren't together. Mm -hmm. Um, It was me being selfish and I knew it was. It just was because we had kids. I'm like, where's my attention? Yeah. Why are you at the zoo today while I'm at work? Yeah. Why are you at the pumpkin patch? That's a big transition. And yeah. I, and I'm like, what am I? I'm like, you're only happy when, you know, the check gets deposited. Just like mm-hmm. real, just I was an awful, bitter person. And then I realized like, okay, it's not about you because if you become a parent, that's what men, I think men struggle with that. Like when we held the baby the first time, oh, this is awesome. I love yeah. being dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my son. I'm going to name him Luciano, give him a great name. And then it's yeah. like. After a while, you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna now go. What? I'm yeah. gonna play softball." And they're like, "Well, I need help with the kids." Like, "Hey, I I did this before we had kids. You knew who I was, and you say that phrase. You knew who I was when you married me. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing you can say to anybody." So, what was it that happened early on in your relationship that made you go, "Yeah, this I can't keep doing it like this." Um, it, it would. I just felt like because I was surrounded by negative people. That's the worst thing you can do, right? Okay. Yeah, so if you're, if you're trying to talk to a friend, a true friend, open and honestly, they're going to call you on your BS. Yeah. Like, bro, you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Not in your ear going, yeah, you're right. I can't believe she's doing that. And, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just, like, you start this whole, like, propaganda. Yeah. You do. You start working against yeah. your spouse almost. And it's the, wild. It's like you're almost, you're running, like, she's one political party, you're the other, and you're yeah. giving the reasons why I should be in control of this. Yeah. Um, and then men don't understand postpartum depression. Yeah. They don't understand, like, hey, my body. Like, yeah. You know, we didn't, we're such selfish because it's about us because we're mm. all little kids. I don't care, men, what age are men when we still have little kids' tendencies, right? Yeah. You know, and we're, I was spoiled at the beginning because she was breastfeeding. So I was like, hey, you got to go get the kid. You got to oh. go get the kid. Right? And this I, is on you, yeah. But we were 23 and 25 when we had kids. We were not that old. Same. Yeah, we were same. So 23 years old. And Dude, we were babies ourselves. Yeah. We had and, no business taking no, care of kids. No, not at all. And yeah. my mom my mom and pops lived an hour away, and then her parents lived like 14 hours so away. So you guys didn't have that support system to yeah. say, hey, let's make time for each other, and somebody else can take care of the kids. No. Yeah, that's no. hard. So we'd have to like after we had both of them put them in the car drive down an hour yeah let's take a bunch of pictures and you're like yeah yeah and then the only cool part about having kids is like ah, i can't baby's sick we can't come over yeah i got out a lot of stupid stuff mm-hmm. that's true but like you have to realize it's your fault at times and we don't oh, want to do yeah. that because we're waiting and i'm bad about holding things in my pocket like oh, oh yeah remember this yeah oh yeah i always called that the rolodex Oh, you're going to bring something up to me? Give me a second. Let me flip through here. I've got all kinds of things I've been waiting to pull out on you. And it's like, you're going to challenge me? You're going to challenge me. All right. Well, this is why I do this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. and this, and this. And then at that time, you're going to demoralize them like, oh, yeah. So you don't make as much money as me. Yeah. I helped you pay for this. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have this. So keep running your mouth. And then Mm -hmm. you try to catch those words like, come back. Oh, yeah. You tell them all of their, all the things you know they're insecure about Mm -hmm. and use them against them. Like, that, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy, and I'm going to do it to my spouse. And so, and, oh. but I did it at times because I wanted to get a rise out of her. So that that's a, that's another question I have, and I'm interested in a male perspective about that. Um, I have struggled recently in relationship with my ex-husband specific, specifically in that I want to be, um, how do I say, I, I want to be like a emotional. I want to be disconnected. 
I don't, I don't want to show anger. I don't want to show happiness because I'm afraid that either one shows that I'm still attached to him. So if we can be friends and, and I can have a laugh with him and, and we're friendly, then he's like, oh, okay, well, I can still make her laugh. Like we're there, there's still an attachment here. And if he gets a rise out of me, that's just as good because I mean, an, an ugly reaction almost means you're more attached, I think. Yeah, you're, that mean he, you could be like, well, she's still emotionally invested. Yeah. I still know what to say to get her going. Yeah. Or like, hey. I, so see, you guys do see it that way. It's not yeah. me just being like neurotic and crazy. No, no. No, it's. it's, it's so it, I'm trying really hard to just be indifferent and not be rude, but just to be indifferent. But what drives us insane is when you do that. And then. And then so I don't know what to do. It's a lose lose. <laughs> Because I'm going to be like, oh, really? No reaction? Yeah. All right. I'm going to piss her off then. I'm going to work harder. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say some stupid shit to her. Yeah. I just, I don't, like I was talking about that codependent piece. I don't know how to just do life with him because we've worn so many masks and we've had so much body armor on trying to protect ourselves from each other and the ugly situations going on around us that I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, we fell in love when we were 16 and 17 years yeah. old. I mean, we were we were kids and we molded and shaped each other into these into these really ugly people. I would try high fives. Just go. There's not it's not hugging. It's not a handshake. Yeah. It's like yep. I, I'm, right. out. I'm out, bro. Yeah. But no, yeah. it's hard because even you know that like he's a great dude. And you know he's a father, father of your kids. Good so, dad, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So there's, in, and that's what I've, I've really like. It, that's my, my centering is to go back to, man. If this isn't going to serve him to be a better dad or to help him grow as a father, then I need to keep my fucking mouth shut. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm, I don't need to. I, it's not my job to make sure he's doing the best he can, to make sure that he's, you know, waking up on time, to to make sure he's eating a healthy meal. I asked him the other day, I was like, have you had a vegetable lately? And I was like, this is none of my business anymore. I need to back off. And, and, and the other aspect of is is like, wow, wow. And, and Steph used to do this and be like, wow, wow, looks like you lost weight. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Like, why'd you say that for? Right. And then all of a sudden men are like, you guys are so much more complex than you would ever want us to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but okay. Because the old saying is women give sex to f get love. Yeah. Men give love to get sex. Yeah. Is because, and as I got older, that's still very important, but it's almost one of those things where, yeah, like I'm a girl, basically. <laughs> I was raised by my mom for the most part till yeah. obviously pops came in there, but even pops was a sensitive dude. Yeah. Like, so he would go to work, come home, mow the grass. He would do dishes. No, he really. Would, he would make breakfast. Oh, he would make gravy. Um, yeah. He would fold laundry. Yeah. He would sweep. So he did all those things. Yeah. So I see him doing it and yeah. I already did. I was like, cool. That's what men do. Right. Like we clean. Your wife's got to love yeah. that, right? Yeah. And I, I go in my, and, and I go in my, you know, like binges where I go through and like, hey, and I have another female friend. I'm like, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm doing laundry. She's like, F you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I hate you. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I'm just doing laundry. Yeah. Because I like my clothes. We try to keep them separated because we have two teenage boys where we don't even know what's dirty half the time. Oh, yeah. We have 12 baskets. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not smelling this. Hey. <laughs> Is this clean? 
I'm like, where'd that hoodie come from? Like, I didn't. We're, I haven't seen that in months. Yeah. No, yeah, and I didn't know, but uh, but I'm I'm very sensitive person, and yeah. then the biggest thing to me is to see and make someone smile from big or it's little, and I'm oh, like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, so the rest of their day, if they have a bad day, they can have exactly. that moment, be like, huh, had a good had a good morning or yeah. whatever it was. Right. Yeah. But my wife is like a bulldog, which is awesome. Yeah. Is it? it but sometimes is like she doesn't she ne- she never bothers me right never yeah like never like where are you at what are you doing like she'll be like hey you still doing the podcast yeah i'll be home all right cool love you bye now. oh man god bless her i wish i could be like that i am instead the of opposite, where dude. you at why you calling me that's me like because in my mind if you're not with me it's because you're making the choice to not be with me because i'm not good enough because she started a business and then now i'm starting what i'm doing here so yeah i will i didn't I almost said I let her and that's not what I'm saying is but what I'm saying is like I pushed her to chase her dream like right do she this. had worth elsewhere she didn't need to she didn't yeah. need to check in with you yeah even though I'm like and other people knock what she does at times I'm like dude like it's made her like happier person she's found very supportive very positive people mm-hmm. like I love it to death yeah right and then like she saw what I've done with this and it's be able to mm-hmm. like chase something I want to do and then like but when you but i'm still petty at times i'm like hey did you check out the episode like i haven't had time and i'm like because you do value her opinion yeah yeah i've been there she doesn't think i'm funny (laughs) you usually don't think your spouse is we just had this argument yeah we were watching i think his name is Dion cole okay uh he writes for conan and he's on blackies right very funny comedian it's on netflix it's hilarious yeah she's laughing i'm like i said the same thing (laughs) you didn't laugh when i said she's like but he says it differently is she funny? Uh, she's mean funny. Like, like, like a dry sense of humor. Would you say? I rubbed off on her. Like when she used to. I mean, she was a gymnast and then uh, grew up in a happy home. Yeah, had a pretty, pretty great life. Yeah. Um, and then she met me, and, and I just showed her what like just being kind of uh, smug and and condescending was. Yeah. And she'll text me like, "Hey, this guy came in." Blah blah blah. She, I won't see where she works. At. And she's just like sending me pictures. I'm like, "Look at this person." And then somebody gets hit in the groin, or like someone. Fall. I'm like, "Dude, he, like we love Tosh." But I was like, "And she's dying. Like she can't breathe." Yeah, she's. I'm like, you realize he could be dead. She's like, "I know," but like he fell off the cliff, and I'm like, "So, so I feel like I I I found her Pandora's box, yeah. and, and opened it up yeah. because." No, she's very funny. Yeah. It's just we have different tastes in, in like a lot of funny stuff. Like she likes yeah. pop radio. I can't stand pop radio. Yeah. Like I'm like, hey, I just found out this and I'll send her a song. She's just like, I don't like that. Yeah. And I'll get in her car and I'm like, we're listening to, why are we listening to Katy Perry? Right. What are we doing here? So through the ups and downs, what do you think motivated you the most to stick it out? Because um, she's my best friend. Yeah. And, and like I trust her with with my life and that's the difference is like there's very few people you could trust like i have certain people you trust with your career yeah like i trust her with my life but there's still at times that i'm laying in bed i'm like dude i don't deserve her like she deserves better like and and because in in in, i talked about the roller like i think she deserves better yeah and that's i and i do that all the time and people like oh you're such a great guy and i'm like in, in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Because we're not where we want to be financially in my mind, not in the house yeah. we want to be in my mind. I'm like, she deserves all this for putting up with me for 20-some years. Right. Of me being crazy, neurotic, and yeah, whatever. And But that's... I deal- Do you think that's a part... Do you think that she 
Do you think that she has grown that insecurity in you? No. No. And uh, so she's she's been supportive. She's she's like, this is who you are. I accept you for who you are. But you do think this is a part of your mental illness? Yeah, it is. is because the it's, doubt? My, it's my childhood, right? Because yeah. of where I grew up at, where I came from. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then trying to outrun that past mm-hmm. and like take and like have that perfect social media picture. Like, hey, I made it. Yeah. And I didn't need, something. And I didn't need yeah. anything from you guys. Yeah. I took a meta girl from not this town and look what we accomplished. Right. Yeah. And I think that's always, that was a bad thing to try to drive you. Um, because you're, you're almost doing it in spite of people instead of that's a, that's a big, yeah. hey, it's, it's wild how much spite will motivate somebody. Right. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And then all I have to do is my dad, my real dad. And I was just, yeah. well, I just want to be like, look, we didn't need you. Yeah. And me and my brother are just fine. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we are functioning, hmm, semi-functioning adults. No one's a functioning adult. No, I haven't met one. Because we all have issues, but like we were talking about earlier, they just no one will say anything about it. No, no. We, yeah, we actually, uh, we were we were talking about some really smart things before we turn on the microphones, but that you and I recognize each other. We see each other for what we are. Um, uh, we have a we have uh, we have a baseline respect for people because that's just who we are. But then, if you're willing to open up and share the vulnerable parts of you, you and I are like, yep, we're we're same level. Like we respect that about people and people that come into our circle and look at us and go, mm, I don't know, you're quiet, you're kind of weird, you say weird things, and blah, blah blah. Like they know that we see through them. Yeah, and I feel like I always have to fix things. Yeah, you're a fixer. You're a fixer. And yeah, and but I stay so busy with fixing that then all of a sudden you're like, uh, yeah, you're not fixing the- what? It's like that dust bowl falling catches up with you and hits you like yeah. oh this is all mine now right and my friends are the same way um one of my best friends cav he was an addict mm-hmm. very neurotic and mm-hmm. just you know but me and him clicked and we would talk about the most off the wall stuff mm-hmm. moy i mean he has some uh very positive person but i know he has a lot of anxiety now ap just straight <laughs> like get fired today nah, we'll find yeah. a job we're good yeah wife leaves me nah, we'll figure it out and yeah. i'm just like what is wrong with you yeah you can't be like that and then but he helped but he uplifted me because he cared and he loves me and he's like bro yeah like and he's like and he's in and he's taking to my kids and he's like dude like you need to talk to her about certain things yeah. and he's like like this is a problem why and then he and he's like that so i've never seen him i've seen him get upset one time when he went to quit his job I'm like, hey, man, what's up? He's F this place, F these people, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> it's the old Seinfeld thing. It's the old Seinfeld thing. And he goes, but other than that, it's but you have to have that one person, that ray of sunshine, because I you believe do. I believe his ray of sunshine, mm. and it's not even medically enhanced. <laughs> and he's just like, bro, I was like, you're talented, you're funny. Because yeah. I, I thought about ending the movie review podcast, and I was like, dude, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, man, this show's great. Why do you want to quit doing it? Like you do a great job. I was like, yeah, I don't really think we do. Yeah, we don't. And people like us, we don't receive compliments. We just don't. Like I'm people like, could tell us, do you receive compliments? Well, well no. And I'm always like, well, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. My thing is, is like you can go through all the compliments, and then there could be a thousand compliments, and I'm gonna find the one person that said the one negative thing, and I'm gonna fixate on that. There's just this, this, this needing. Um, or not the needing, but the 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 motivator and the desire to have people like me. Yeah, and and that's one thing I've always struggled with because, like you know, people listen to, um, 
couple shows like when brooke was in here mm-hmm. and she did the show she's like i listened to it that was really good and i was like really mm-hmm. i was just like yeah and it's, it's hard to believe and and when our shows took off i know you've had success on the shows and, yeah. you're, and you're just like people like we had fan up here during our last show and she's and she's like hugging and crying and taking pictures with us and i'm like yeah i'm like i was weirded out <laughs> and i was and you know we i gave her we had a hoodie I think in here hanging up in the studio and I was like, here, just take the city. It's mine. Yeah. And she was just like, ah, uh, yeah. And I was just to me and I was like, okay. And I still didn't believe it. You question people's, um, genuineness. You, you don't know. Yeah. Especially doing shows. Yeah. Doing podcasts yeah. and work with, and, and producing shows and then working with comedians and going to comedian shows. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, who really likes you? Yeah. Who wants something and who who genuinely likes me? Yeah. Uh, Calvin, um, Calvin and um, Devon, two stand up comedians from Muncie, they do. I do a show show for them, um, and I I said Calvin, call me. I texted him and he was like, "Oh God." Yeah. He thought we were done. Yeah. And like was, thought the worst, and all you said was text me. And I was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hey, once you just come down, once you record twice a week in the studio, won't we make your sound better? And that way, let's grow your show." Yeah. He's like, "What?" Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought you were breaking up with me. <laughs> and yeah. I did, yeah, the call me text I got to work on because yeah. I'm always like, hey, call me because I'm old school because I want to hear your voice instead of like. I yeah, don't I don't want to text. Yeah. My boss sends uh, it's like the pretext and it's always what does he say? He says, um, call me when you have time. Nothing urgent is what that's how it is and so because he says i don't want to interrupt you i don't want to bother you and so he always does it that way i want i'm gonna do that like not urgent yeah just call, call yeah. me when you, i always yeah. put hey call me when you can yeah but maybe i still think can is like oh i whenever says i'm free so hey nothing urgent yeah and then because um i can't send group messages yeah because i just can't because they're pointless yeah like well what do you think about this i'm like dude just yeah let's not do this i don't want to do it because yeah. then you have phone numbers you don't know. Oh, I hate that. And you're like, who's this person? Like, yeah. And then you start judging people for no reason. <laughs> like, this yeah. guy's stupid. Yeah. And then you meet him like, oh, it was you? I didn't know it was you. Yeah. And then starting to feel better. But being socially awkward. Yeah. That's the hard part. Oh, my gosh. Because, it is. Because people know who you are, right? Mm, not really. But, I mean, at times, like, when I say you're coming on the show, like, oh, I know who she is. That's awesome. Oh, that's nice. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, well, what's she like? And I'm like, she's just like everybody else. <laughs> uh, because you don't want to be like, well, I usually like, well, listen to the show. Like, she'll, right. And they don't, they never do. Yeah. Unless they're on it. And that's my favorite thing about doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you listen to the show? No. Well, I listened to when I was on. Yeah. Thanks for your support. Thanks I appreciate it. Thanks for your support, yeah. Um, but I, I think that's what scares me more than anything is like, I think that's why I wanted to back off of Smutcast, which was our baby, was because I, f- I felt like we were in the paper and then it wasn't like real whatever, but in my mind, that little bit mm-hmm. sort of freaked me out because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a lot of like skeletons and issues. and Yeah, man, I get it. Before they pull up a hate tweet or something, I did. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, yeah, going through and cleaning up social media. Is how do you think so? I was talking about this on another episode. How do you think social media and even texting has changed the relationships between like husband and wives? For them to all of a sudden be like, mm-hmm. start going this way. Yeah. Because I think it's easier for like even men now. I'm not talking about dating sites, I'm talking about 
you're texting a girl from work and then all of a sudden you're like yeah yeah bad day i know if you need someone to talk to let me know yeah there starts to be an emotional investment yeah um i i had an affair when i was married um and it looking back on it i've been divorced for 10 years um looking back on it now um it wasn't what ended our marriage, uh, but it was the easy thing to pin. I mean, it was the most public part of, of our of our marriage. So just me taking the fall and saying, yeah, I had an affair. Our marriage is over. Um, it, technology really contributed to that. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it does. And and I and so when when you go outside of your marriage, whether it's emotionally or um, physically or uh, what you view on social media, what you view on online porn, like all these things, I just feel like there's so many areas to wander off when you don't feel loved by your spouse, when you don't feel like you're getting the attention that you need. Well, just pick up your phone and you can get all the attention you want. You can fill that void. And, um, like, it doesn't even have to be a person anymore. No, it doesn't. I mean, that's, that's the effed up part about it is that, you know, like, I can text the guy from from the gym and be like, hey, will you pay attention or will you pay me a compliment and, and make me feel good for this minute that I can't get through by myself when in all actuality I could sit with it and go, God, you really need to be validated by some gym rat and that that's gonna that's gonna fill your heart right now that's what's gonna make you feel better that could be end up being a woman beater you don't know right (laughs) Right? because you You have no idea yeah but you want it's because we're i think we've always wanted instant gratification even before technology Mm -hmm. yeah it's just worse now i mean we see it in our kids how how much worse it is yeah we sit down watch try to watch the comedy special and they're constantly sitting us up i was like like guys put your phone down yeah just put your phone down like yeah because they use snapchat and they send these stupid they're mm. not even they're not even real pictures they're just yeah. side pictures of their face and yeah i'm like why do you guys text what on do that you do? yeah they just text they and, just do yeah and, and then so and but instant gratification is because i i don't think people mm-hmm. you have to be willing to put it into work and sometimes it's not gonna work sometimes it's not you're right and you're it's right. not and beyond popular belief is not always infidelity no oh my gosh no Steph separated they're like oh it's because you cheated on him like right no that's the easy go-to and that's what everybody went to instead of being like well uh, emotionally we're not there and then they're like well my parents stayed together for 50 years like he wishes he was dead yeah he's miserable he is counting down the days yeah i just think that it's 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 um i learned in therapy that I am a perfectionist in one area, and that is in relationship. I want a relationship, whether it's meant to end or not, I still want it to end perfectly. You know, I want it to be this beautiful thing. Like I said before, I'm still trying to navigate this relationship with my ex-husband. And like you said, I mean, I started to choke up when you said your wife was your best friend. He's my best friend. I mean, we've known each other since we were kids. And then we had to grow up and do this life together. And at times at times through adulthood and marriage had to parent each other in the way that our parents didn't parent us. We relied on each other for everything. Um, we have uh, we have a special needs daughter, a high needs daughter with epilepsy. And um, when I got pregnant in college, uh, my, my 
my broadcast career, anything that I was working, it stopped. And then when I amped back up, my daughter was diagnosed with a rare form of epilepsy and my career stopped again. And so I feel like I feel like I had um, I had given him a lot and I and I and I felt unappreciated. And so instead of going to him and being vulnerable and saying, I feel unappreciated, I don't think that you realize what I gave up to make our family dynamic work, to make your career thrive. Um, and instead, I just went and found somebody that paid attention to me. Yeah, I dealt with that a lot because she went to college, college and got a degree in visual arts. I went and started working in retail. And then and I felt like I just kept... My last job, it was like 70, 75 hours a week, but at times well over six figures a year. Right. But I was selling my soul to get it. Right. And then I just come home and then they're in bed and then i'm up and gone and i was just mm -hmm. like that and and but i'd been through that before with her and i knew it because i used to travel a lot like i love traveling because when i came home it was just like boom oh, i'm yeah. home let's whatever mm -hmm. but and i think there has to be a little bit of a separation at times because yeah people are like well, we're together every day day in day out and i'm like no way mm -mm. like i love my boys i love my mom i mm -hmm. love everybody but I eventually I'm like, man, I'm tired of being around you today. Give me some time to miss you. Yeah, 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 and and that's and that's something that, but, but I felt like, at I'm 39 now, and now I feel like the career that I kind of want is starting to take off at 39, and mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I was 10 years ago at 29 that I really would have, I was so invested in getting us where we need to go at that mm. I didn't pay attention to like, I was, I, of course, I mean, I, unless you do love what you're doing, it's not, it's just, it's a job. Yeah. You know, it's a career. I have a buddy who went to work at a place because he knows it's going to be a career with great benefits. He can retire, but is it what yeah. he wants to do? No, not no, at all. Not at all. Because he has three kids and he's going to make the sacrifice and grind, which is awesome. But there is a part of you that'll be like, yeah, I really resent you because I had to work this job, work all these mm -hmm. hours. Yeah. And I'm miserable. Right. I think um I I think that uh like I said before, there's a there's a gift in the weight. There is a gift in the natural progression of who we are. And we did the hustle. We did the you know, like I I I worked on a comedy tour and I was away from my kids almost every single weekend and just would work long hours and now I look back and I'm like for what man for what and it's like well you know what you learned your lesson you did that and now you realize no this is my time with them is way more valuable I think you have to just experience the lessons and and I I've that's been a hard choice through therapy and not beating myself up about about having an affair not beating myself up of being being away from my kids um just I just going that's a part of my story that's a part of my story and that's and it sounds hokey to say because I heard a lot of people say like well if I wouldn't have had the childhood that I had that was hard or or if I wouldn't have made these really bad decisions then I wouldn't be where I am today and I would always be like that's oh my gosh like whatever but it's true you have to have that perspective of effing up yeah yeah and you have to have something that motivates you and I'm yeah. not I'm not motivated by money Okay. And it's weird. I've never have been motivated with money, but I wanted money to give to the family, my, my wife, my kids. And I think that that's a really primal um, um, uh, provider situation. Like that is your value in the home is providing for your family. 
Yeah. But I'd rather be if if like because without death, life has a meaning, and and I do believe in that. Like, what mm-hmm. do you, what are you doing? I've created a catalog that when I do pass, my my kids, my grandkids can be like. That's oh, so that's Papa. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like so he went after something he wanted to do mm-hmm. and still worked his job, still was a parent, and then still did this yeah. and was grinding it out. And then that it's okay to be creative. That's okay to mm-hmm. if someone's like, Well, this is why are you doing this? I'm like, well, what is a podcast? Or <laughs> Yeah. What station is it on? I get a lot of that. It's on uh I I start telling him I give him the Spanish channel and half <laughs> like it's on there, it's after eleven PM, just wait for it. Cause I mean it's funny is people are lazy with them even though we have the most technology. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like unless you literally handhold them through the whole process, it's wild. An app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do you have do you have an iPhone? Yeah, yeah. Just go on the podcast. Search for my name. Mm-hmm. It'll show you every show I've ever been on. Well, like you've been on more. Yeah. Like there's. Yeah. Just keep looking. Yeah. No. <sighs> it's exhausting. Yeah. It was like it trying to get my mom. I bought her an iPad just to watch it. Yeah. And then she like kept downloading coloring books and I quit working. <laughs> but just just to hear my pops be like, you know, I did one validation for me. He's like, dude, he's like, I love the show. That's funny. Oh. So that was good. And then my mom said it was funny. And then yeah. um, AP's dad's like, yeah, you guys aren't funny. Oh. And it was a lot. It was hilarious. Yeah. But it, it's just that because it sounds so cheesy. Like, find something you love because, or you can mm-hmm. just do what we're, we were beating our heads. Why, you know, picket fence, kids, mm-hmm. house, dog, cat. It was the external. It was, it was what, what is everybody's perception of me? Yeah. Instead of what do I really want to be? Like, what, what fills my cup? What makes my heart sing? Instead, we were so consumed by what everybody on the outside, like you said, like I I live in the same small town that I grew up in today. I still have something to prove to those people that didn't think I would amount to shit. Yeah. So that's, that's, that is like you said, it's in spite sometimes that's the motivator. Yeah. And, and when I did, it was funny when I did the show with Brooke, we hadn't seen each other in 23 years. I just took a, took a picture and I was like. Yeah, she was an alpha like me. It's a hilarious episode because all we did was just like, it was like dating yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I took a picture and said, look who I found. And I posted it. Oh. And then all of a sudden I started getting attention for a show. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you guys have always been on there for the past two and a half years. Yeah. And so you do get a little bitter when you're trying to do something and it's like. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what I think that's the only negative thing that I don't like about myself is like, really? Yeah. Like you can't get support from people you've known for 30 years. Yeah. But these people that don't know me or sending me mm-hmm. messages like, dude, this is great. Yeah. You know, like the dude from Iowa sent us like a letter and I was just like, okay. I think that did bother me because it was just, it, I don't know, it's like it's like the old, fa- the old father thing where you see a daughter who's always wanting to press her father and mm-hmm. wish she had a boy or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. and then at the end he's like, well, I've always been proud of you. Really? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you were proud of me. Yeah. Well, that's how we that's how we show love. I'm like, no, that's not how you do it. Yeah, that's a big thing um, uh, that I'm experiencing right now with my own parents is that um, independence, uh, quiet, um, just basically anything to make yourself invisible was uh, to be worshipped. Um, that's how I received love was to show. Uh, how self-sufficient I was. Um, so I get that the the like parents. Well, I've always been proud of you. How how would I have ever known? 
how would I have ever known that you were proud of me? Well, you didn't hear me yell at you because you always, you always did all these things. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah and, and and the because I don't care. And one thing that I learned is is, and I know, and we were talking about. I've talked about this before about school shootings or whatever. So, and I saw something, and all of a sudden, I was like, made me realize, like, I need to take my t- text my kids more often. Mm-hmm. I really need to. And yeah. then, um, and then I always always try to give them a hug or whatever when I get home. And 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 that's one of the coolest things is because everything's limited, but not saying i think like that but i've tried to think like that now like don't let that moment pass and be like oh man yeah like i didn't call it or or even a best friend or a friend or family member like Mm -hmm. i didn't return that phone call because i was too busy yeah dealing with stupid people where i work at that could care less if i get fired tomorrow right right that you know because there's no loyalty amongst thieves and that's the corporate world it's we're among thieves Mm -hmm. we still souls we still times we never can give it back no yeah that's so so true it's hard to uh, to take yourself out in those moments when, you know, I have this opportunity and and I need to cash in on it and I need to be seen and I and I, I'm, um, um, this could be a connection and this could lead to this and this could lead to that. Yeah, but in the scheme of things, like not being at your kid's football game or or missing the cheer competition or whatever it was, and it's just. It, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, I did that in the beginning. And I mean, I did. I was trying to get this person, that person. Then at the in, and by now, I'm like, I just want someone I want to have a conversation with. Yeah. I don't care who they are or what they are. I'm just like, can I have a conversation for over an hour? People will be like, it, can they take one thing from it? Be like, I do feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's where that's where I'm at in my life now. Can what What can we how can we help others without putting yourself out there all or not put yourself, but without trying to do it for them, for them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, that's a really big message that we drive home on. Not terrible is creating community. Um, and mostly in the hard parts, not in the celebrations, which we, we love to celebrate. We love to be happy. Um, you know, all the accomplishments that come with getting mentally healthy, but let's help people feel less alone in in our ugly parts let's 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 find community and um and unity in going hey man i suffer from bipolar disorder or hey man i'm a recovering alcoholic or i have a child with high needs um you know my family lives in a state of ptsd because there are nights and nights and nights that uh we think my daughter's gonna die you know Mm -hmm. like we're saying i mean like our our life is a mess it looks like a mess and to assume that the people that live next door don't have their own version of their normal mess that's nuts that's nuts and so we isolate ourselves and think that we're keeping our mess safe and we don't want anybody to see this part no no that 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 isolation that just that just feeds our loneliness i mean obviously that makes sense but it does like the vulnerability and i know i've used that term a lot today but it is the vulnerability is what what creates community and closeness and going oh my gosh like i'm not alone but i think that that's the hill that we want to die on and going i'm unique my struggle is unique no it's not i'm sorry but it's not we have unique personalities yeah but we i mean but there's a lot of people and because a lot of people think you have to go to to AA meetings, and but you can't go to a meeting with people like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. Right. Like, 
like let's talk about this mm-hmm. and you're like why are you feeling about it because you're not supposed to you're just like supposed to shove it down right. shove it down and just yeah. keep moving forward and that's me to a t have a little moment shove it down and be like all right yeah. what does everybody need right what right. do you need what? yeah let yeah let me take care of you so that i don't have to take care of myself yeah and then it just and then it drives you to eat and taco bell in your car alone at 11 30 and this is a this is a this is a little bit off topic but not but that goes into my speech that i share a lot about um we store we store these emotional experiences and these traumas big t little t traumas inside of us so if you don't deal with your crap now it's gonna it's gonna materialize as a heart attack it's gonna materialize as an autoimmune disorder and i'm not trying to get all woo woo on you guys and say this but (laughs) i'm just telling you that if you don't think that your mental wellness affects your physical wellness you're out of your mind no i agree with you 100 percent. yeah because it'll lead you to because anxiety and stress can basically eat at your heart. Yeah. Um, eat at your, because I had anxiety so bad where this is 2016, 15, 2014, I'm sorry, 2014, so bad where it almost ate my esophagus. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I, it was, yeah. it was worked up so much yeah. because I was making a ton of money, took a huge pay cut. Yeah. We just moved into this house and I was just losing my mind. Yeah. And at one point in time, like, uh, Monday, I think I went to the ER, and then like on Thursday night, they like took me an ambulance to to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack because I couldn't breathe. But it was so much. Yeah, they had to like I had to drink like lidocaine or something. Oh, to numb. To numb. I, that's how bad it got. Oh my gosh! Like I've never really told that story, but yeah, I was just out of my mind, just pacing and pacing and pacing. Wow. And by the way, you should never ask the person in the back of the ambulance. Do you who's your insurance when you think you're dying? Oh god. They literally did that, and because I screwed up. Like they, I got a bill for five grand and my interest did pay for it, but it took six months to get it worked out. Oh, but God. if somebody's back there thinking they're dying, you got insurance. Uh, uh-huh. Depends on what hospital they're going to take you to. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like, what hospitals? Like our insurance is St. Francis South. So they took yeah. me to St. Francis South and then they gave me a huge sedative or whatever. And I was just blitzed out of my mind. Oh, wow. Got up, went to work next day. Oh my gosh. Cause I just started this job. So I couldn't miss. Yeah. Like, Hey, I know you hired me, but yeah. It was all caused from the anxiety. Yeah. And anxiety can make your brain go crazy. And that's yeah. why I'm glad you brought that up because you can either lose weight, gain weight. You it's know. just, it, it, it materializes as a thousand things. But we, the way we think, it literally creates pathways in our brain. So if you have the same continuous thought of anxiety, depression, whatever it is, it is routing your brain for that to be your first response to anything like you said like like the like even the phone call thing when you text somebody and say hey uh can you call me well if if your neurotransmitters and everything is routed to go something bad's going to happen because this is my first response is anxiety and and concern and oh my gosh this is there's panic that's your response to every as something as small as a text message like that's the power that those constant thoughts have over you yep yeah, I mean, something happened last night um, with work, and I saw like my name on something that was negative, and I was just angry. I was, yeah. didn't have anxiety; I was angry, mm-hmm. and I knew where it came from, and yeah. I and I I couldn't call them because they're like a level up over like not this. There's there's me, then my boss, and it's like another person. I was like, oh, I yeah. can't go over him and do that, even though I wanted to be like, hey, 
Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Call yeah. me because I was just so angry about it. And I was just like, dude, it's just a computer screen. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, none's gonna, none, none, the worst case can, there's no worst case scenario that you can't get out of. Yeah. But in your mind, like you take that uh, typed word so seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's so minor. And even, um, I just, I actually went to therapy and came straight here. I don't know if that was a good choice. You're getting all, you're getting me all over the place. But uh, I had a good cry, so I was ready. I was ready to talk. Um, But I told my therapist about when someone once told me, oh, well, I mean, you you can control your thoughts when you, and it was just like a very, like, just, they just threw it out there. And I was like, hold the phone. You can control your thoughts? Like, that was the most foreign concept to me that I had ever heard. And my therapist had said, she said, yeah, she said someone who, let me just add this to the list of diagnoses and things that I've received in the last couple of years, but I'm considered a highly sensitive person and it's almost like being an empath on steroids. Like the empath thing, that's like, that's like I said earlier, like the woo woo thing that they call that like, Oh yeah, you can feel how people feel. and Yeah. But when you're highly sensitive, you take it on, you absorb it and you feel like you have to fix it. And it's just, it's literally like the physical the 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 physical effects of taking on people's energy and just like being like noise like I don't I don't I don't mess with noisy restaurants like I'm that old lady like somebody's like oh let's go out and let's do drinks and let's get apps and they'll say somewhere I don't even know where it is and I was like do you guys know what the decibel level is in that place like I cannot be in there that way because I hear other conversations and I get invested and and I notice that our 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 poor overworked <laughs> waitress is you know working a double and she's this and I'm just like oh honey here let me bust it to this table and just all these things that I do because I feel like this this global responsibility to help lift the load off of everybody around me a stranger or not and I've had to do this new exercise where it's like I have to picture myself surrounded by a boundary like a physical boundary and going you can't let anything penetrate this boundary you can't take this on and I, I just highly recommend if you have a situation where you feel responsible and you take on the energy of others and it's almost like I care more than anybody else on the planet. How can how can no one see how much I care? Read about being highly sensitive because chances are that's what you are. But a highly sensitive person very rarely has control of their first thought. Like you say something and in my mind I'm going, okay, that's how I feel about that. But now I've learned the coping mechanisms to go, okay, time out. That's my first thought. What's the feeling behind that first thought? What's the root of that? What's that anchored to? It's like, it is a lot of freaking work to be mentally healthy. It is it is a full-time job to be mentally healthy, it feels like right now. Yeah, no, and when I can, like the landlord here, um, and then I'm, and he's just like, eh. He just shrugs everything off. Dude, and I am so envious of those people. And I want to choke him. I know, I'm so envious. I was just like, if I could just live like that for one day, just to see what that's like, I would, oh my gosh, I'm so envious of that. Yeah, and because like that's me at dinner, Like, and I don't like to go to loud places. I I went and watched one an artist that me and AP became fans of from Maine. He came out to Indianapolis, and we went there, and I was just like, I just, no. Like this yeah. is too loud, too many people. 
And then there's the safety concern yeah. you start taking. Like, if something happens, how are we going to get out of here? And my wife went to the bathroom, and yeah. I'm like, where's she at? Why right. should I start, start texting yeah. her? You're, you're everywhere yeah. else but in the moment. Yeah, and I think that's, and it's hard to be, and that's one of my biggest flaws is that, is like, well, what's wrong? All right, let's, let's, let's like, because my favorite thing is, hey, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, what? Well, and then you, you get a sense of closure, like, hey, I got to figure it out. Here we go. And I'm mm-hmm. like, am I really helping them by doing this? Yeah. No, because now they're going to be dependent on like. You're enabling them. Like, all right, well, all sales just call B. Yeah. And then that's what Molly Molly always says to me, like, dude, is like, there's this there's this country song, and I'm not a big country fan. Yeah, I'm actually gonna play it at the end of the episode. <laughs> he sent it to me, he said, "Bro, this is you." He yeah. says, "I love you, but this is you." And I was like, "Real okay, now I'm interested." And I was like, "Uh," and it and it, and it like and it, I cried a little bit, and yeah. I was just like, "But I want I want to take." And he always says, "Well, you like I want to take all your pain. Mm-hmm. I will eat it." Um, it's almost like the green mile if you ever watched it. Oh yeah. So you just take everything in. So true. I got it. And then because I don't want you to be upset because mm-hmm. I want you to have a good day. Mm-hmm. And then but when I get upset, it's just like mm-hmm. I get so petty and then I'm like and I'm like, This mm-hmm. is what you always do and then this is why we're doing this and you're on your phone and like blah 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 yeah. blah 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 and like I'm late. I just came to bed and you're on Facebook, you're laughing to say how's your day and I'm just like there's no reason for you to be saying this yeah do you have any kind of faith base um i have i have my own belief system yeah yeah i believe in i I don't believe in organized religion yeah right okay but i believe in um i have a good friend and like um they're faith-based right and Mm -hmm. so we talk about like how it can impact us and how we look at it interpret it instead of having somebody i don't know tell me yeah right because if it's come from somebody I care about and we're sharing and we're bonding over exactly. it, exactly. That's how I feel. Because my wife's Catholic, pops is Catholic. I grew up Baptist, which I don't even know what that means, <laughs> except for we had to get bring fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, and, and we did arts and crafts. Yeah. Like, but I didn't get anything out of it. But I believe that you have to have a co- certain core values, which yeah. is like, if you called me, like I consider you a friend of mine. Hey, I need help. I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, can you come meet me? Yeah cool i'm gonna show up right right right. and i won't ask any questions and we'll go from there that's part of my i have a community of people that i want to keep close Mm -hmm. but i don't but when i look at faith base a lot of times is is i think we use we a lot of people use it as a crutch right yeah like like my real father did he's like well you know (laughs) he's like he's like well i found god and i was like bro i didn't know he's missing (laughs) I was like, when, when has he been missing? Like, yeah. But that was his crutch was to say, well, God forgave me. Why can't you? And I'm like, oh. and I go, how do you know he forgave you? Yeah. Like, did you talk to him? Yeah. Like, are you one of those disciples like back right. up in the sky? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Like, you don't know that. Yeah. Like, and, and we have these list of rules. Yeah. But you think if I break them and I tell someone like, hey, I broke them. You forgive me. All right. We're cool. I don't, I don't believe in that. No. Yeah. Like you carry what you do with you, yeah. And and I believe in karma. And you have to make up for what you did. Sure. Okay. Like if you did wrong, yeah. Like wrong's gonna happen to you, right? Like I did something I shouldn't have done. Not too long ago, it wasn't a big thing, and then something bad, a little thing happened, like a flat tire, and it's like, there I you go. I know where that came from. Right. Right. That's how I live because that's how I stay balanced. Like if you do this, it's gonna come back tenfolds the wrong way. Right. So that's what's helped keep me like. Yeah. Like if you go drinking, you know what's going to happen. Right. 
Yeah. Like that hangover is going to be three days because yeah. you're cause you, and effect. You're almost yeah. 40, bro. Right. <laughs> so just, yeah. So, and that's what I believe in, but I believe faith helps people. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no problem. Someone's like, I go to church every Sunday, I donate 10%. Yeah. Steph's grandma and mom were that way. And they were great, beautiful people. Yeah. Her grandma was a nurse in New York. Yeah. Her mom works with special needs in North Vernon. Yeah. They, right. they served people for a living. Yeah. You know? And, and what bothered me for faith a long time, they both had bad deaths. Mm. Fell down. Her grandma fell down concrete steps. <gasps> oh. Her mom was, um, it was 19, uh, her Steph's mom passed away at like 38 years old. Oh they my don't gosh. know, they don't know what she passed away up. Oh. So it was some kind of weird infection. They, her grandma thinks that it was, thought it was, they gave her some kind of medicine that interacted and it killed oh. her. In Indiana, you can't really, because the autopsy says, the, I saw the autopsy, I found it, I read it, and it said inconclusive. Oh, my god! So they don't know what killed her. Yikes. So for the longest time, I was so angry, because my dad just did those stuff to people. Yeah. Um, her grandma, her mom had died, and then um, her mom died, then her grandma died, her dog died, and my dad went to jail. And I'm like, okay, he's going to jail. Why is he not dead? But all these good people right. that served us on this earth that mm-hmm. helped people were gone. So we lost two good people, three, including the dog, because dogs mm-hmm. make everybody happy. Yeah. And, and he has to stay here. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And it kill- it bothered my wife's face for a long time. She goes to church now. Yeah. And she goes to a, um, I won't say the name of it. It's a nice church, but I just think they sing too much. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't want to just up there just... You don't like the U2 concert with the smoke and stuff before? I'm no. just... I'm So I'm out church shopping right now, and I don't I don't get the whole rock concert that we have to do for the 30 minutes up front. Well, and then they have, like, TVs, and then... Dude. And then they have, like, the other place. I think it's it was called... a light show. It's called iChurch or something. There I was, don't know that there, one. There was one up in Fisher, so we went to one time. Oh, it's like they have satellite locations yeah, all over the city. Yeah, okay. but they have, like, coffee, and then they have, like, donuts, and everybody, mm. you could wear what you want, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But, and then all of a sudden, it turned into a rock concert, and mm-hmm. I just, like, slowly backed out and left. Yeah. I was just like, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and I should have been more supportive for my wife, and I respect that, and I get that, but yeah. I, I wasn't. Yeah. But I want to sit in a room and, 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 like, be like, hey... I believe in like what you put out, you're going to come back. I believe in sure. karma. I believe in your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've worked on trying not to be a sociopath. Yeah. Because when I get bored, then I have a tendency to be a sociopath. Yeah. I'm like, let's see what I can get away with. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Not not even bad things. No. Yeah. So, like, can I go up here to this customer at my old job and say that they're stupid in a, such a smug way they don't think I'm saying it and see if I can get them to agree with me? Wow. I have that gift. That's wild. Can I tell this guy this washer needs a flux capacitor to work just to get the boys in the back to pop? Oh, my gosh. And he said, yes, we need one with it, and he bought it. Oh. Right? Because I was so angry at my job that, yeah. like, I had to keep myself entertained with, like, can I get away with this? And, you know, it's, it was funny, haha, not funny, like, hee hee, where, like, mm. hey, can I, like, punch this person in the face? But it was like, what can I get away with on an intellectual, right. funny way without them knowing it? And I, we, we wouldn't record it or nothing like that. And because <laughs> the landlord, when he's like, hey, when you come work for me, like, here's that line. I worked with you. We, we stay here, bro. Yeah. Like you were Phil kicking 60 yards the wrong way. Yeah. And I just, because that job made me do it. And I would just turn into like a sociopath. I'm like, 
all right, so you're going to come in and tell me I'm a terrible person. I have nothing to do with your life. Right. And I tell you it's your life choices that this is where you're at, you know. Yeah. Because customer service is the, the dumbest it's, job. It's rough, I've yeah. been doing it for 22 years, and, mm -hmm. I, and I think it's because I don't like people is the reason I do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yesterday I helped a six-year-old lady with something, and it made my day. Yeah. She said, how much do I owe? I was like, you don't owe me anything. And she's like, God, you're so great. And I was like, okay. But then other people come in and be like, hey, like you're the reason this thing broke. And yeah, I'm like, they'll suck your life force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you end up getting thrown in a blender or getting stabbed at Popeye's, <laughs> whatever. But, but no, that's the flaw that I've worked on because I would. Interesting. I would just like say mo really outlandish things. Mm -hmm. I once told a, a, her name is Liz. She's a friend of mine. We work together. She wasn't in. Juice had come up and saw me at work. We were doing something, and then she said, "I, I told her to do something. She didn't. She didn't pay attention, and she did it wrong. And then we were laughing back and forth. I was like, Liz, you're the reason we're building the wall, right? Yeah. And she started dying laughing. I yeah. said, Liz, you're not supposed to laugh at that. Yeah. She's like, Why? It's funny. And I was like, You encourage someone to be. <laughs> but it's and Juice, who's in management, went. Like, oh, he like was, terrified. He was freaked. He's like, You can't do that. And I'm like, Why? Yeah. He's like, I was like, there, it's like, it's normal for us here. That business drove us to that. Yeah. And that was so bad, but I've, I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Cause there's some things I would say that it was just hilarious to me. Yeah. And, and the rest of us and the customers wouldn't understand it. So I'm hoping no future jobs be like, yeah, we're not going to hire this guy. Yeah. But it was, it's because of my mental state that made me be a mean person to test boundaries. Oh, I always test boundaries, but yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah. Like, I want to see how far I can get away with, right? Yeah. You know, like, can I go into a certain situation and then pretend I'm not me and be somebody else and see how far I can take it, hmm. right? Yeah. Not not in a going to hurt that person way. Uh -huh. Like, we once went to a bar when I was younger and pretended to be OAR, and they let us autograph napkins and hang it up on the bar, and we left. That's funny. See, it's like, it's like little... Harmless. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wouldn't, like try to find another family than have another family because <laughs> i don't care who you are man at a certain age you cannot balance two women you might as well just tell them about each other and really then just work it out from yes you can that's funny because there's no i think benjamin franklin said there's no such thing as a perfect liar because no one has that great of a memory oh yeah that's probably true yeah because eventually yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Start mixing up who you're telling what to. Yeah, and everybody takes pictures of where they're at anyway. So if you're like, if you, I really have a, I, I mean, respect is not the word, but if you're doing the hustle that it takes to have an affair in this day and age, wow, wow, yes. yep, mm -hmm. that's yeah. a lot of work. You have to make sure. You have to go through and check their social media to see if they've ever blown up anybody else's spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure yeah. that. Are they safe? Yeah. Yeah. We went through and did that. I think we went through and did an experiment where we went through like people's like that we knew social media that mm -hmm. were crazy and we could see, whoop, screenshot of their conversation, screenshot their yeah. conversation. Yeah. And so, but no, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not. It's too exhausting because all you're doing is is trying to make up for something that you've already lost somewhere else. Yeah, and that's a temporary fix. And yeah, that's that's me speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's where you and you're just like the next thing you know, now you're going to hurt not only one person but two people at the same yeah. time because a lot of times is we don't know what we're doing. We don't. Mm -mm. We just want to smile. Yeah, it's our. I mean, it, yeah, we're we're really. Uh, uh, we're just working on our own insecurities and 
another hokey thing that I used to hear people say, and I would go, this, whatever. Like, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. And if there is a theme to my life, it has been, it has been aggressive self-hate. I, I mean, I, I would, there is nothing that I couldn't have done better. There's, there's nothing that I didn't fail at at some point. There's, I mean, I could never see something and go, you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm proud of, of what I did. I will always find the flaw. And I just, I hate everything about me. Like that's, that is the theme of my life. And it's such an ugly thing to say because so often you hear people say, you know, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your friend. I was just like, if I talk to myself, like, I wouldn't I've have tried. any friends. I've tri- I tried it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And just going like, and that's another place where your where your brain just routes itself to hate first. And it's a lot of practice to undo that damage. No, I agree because you can't call other people like you fat piece of crap oh yeah no one likes you yeah if you go home and look yourself i don't know every time you look yourself in the mirror i wonder why you continue to keep going not not a great hallmark card no no love bj yeah exactly here you go there's a gift card in there for like home depot yeah so um i am not i am not about the self-love but i am uh like me and me are coming to a point where we can maybe be friendly acquaintances but uh, that that self love piece is going to take a lot of time. I, I I relate myself to the seasons. Yeah. You okay. Know, like like sometimes. Yeah. Like and I think weather does have a lot to do with it. But in, in my aspect of it, because of chronic pain and then it's cold, but mm-hmm. if it's warm or whatever, I think a lot of it as I got older. I, when I was younger, I wanted to be around everybody and go to these parties and hang out with mm-hmm. people and like, hey, I'm fun. And now I'm just, I love isolation. Mm-hmm. I love four walls, and then and that's really it. Because a lot of times is is when we do shows over here, like we have a lot of people downstairs. No, the little garage green room, which is cool. But then I walk down there and I'm like, ah, and I'm like, ah, yeah. Where how did you all come from? Yeah, yeah. I think that's another. I think you should look into the highly sensitive piece because the isolation, like like another another very overused term right now is self care which I don't look at it like that. It's just a balance of what you need. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm exposed to a lot of people or a lot of energy, you know, like I know like, oh man, we had a really busy weekend. I'm going to retreat for the, for the next three days. And you're not really going to hear from me or see anything from me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear ding and you're like, ah, yeah, I know. Right. Right. And then that's me. And it's, that is it's because, I don't know. Like that's why I love doing these episodes is because it's funny how you find common ground even if it's a little thing with some people and they're like, Well, I I do feel like that at times. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is the maybe the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. As you get older and you have kids and, and the biggest thing was is if you're younger is and that's the hard part is when you're younger, like you didn't know what to do about it. You just kept oh. pushing forward, pushing forward and mm-hmm. try to flame the fire, flame it down and you're like mm, or fan the flame and you just yeah. couldn't. And, yeah. then, and you lose friendships, relationships, and just because you didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and, and luckily, though, is w- when I felt somewhat normal around Steph because she knew nothing about me. Yeah. And I think that's when I met her when I was 18, and, and I was like, cool. Yeah. Like She's not from here. She don't know anything about anything. Yeah. So I can be this character 
and then actually be my character who I really want to be around her. Yeah. Which was sensitive, lovable, and then like, right. and then be there for her. And then her mom had passed away before I met her. Her mom passed away in April and I met her in August. Oh, wow. August 10th was our first date, 1998. Mm. And um, that's where I know I'm sensitive because most dudes don't remember that. That's, yeah. that's what that's when someone told me. He's like, you're a girl. You remember that? Oh, really? Yeah. Mid- oh, I think it's sweet. And I was like, that's why I married someone hot and you're not. See, that's <laughs> that's my that's my problem is because if you attack me, then I go to a dark place. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're married to someone ugly. And yeah. I, and, and do you, oh, so is it truthful or no? What's that? What you say when you shoot yeah. back, it's truthful. Yeah. And it's usually probably the worst thing you yeah. could say to And then him. we're done because <laughs> we're still friends, but then um because juice was just and that's what juice always says to me like it, we were doing something someone came at me and i was just and i said something um and the kid just the comic kind of looked at me and juice was like i told you yeah i was like he, like i just want to be over i don't have the energy to deal with you and mm-hmm. so you just shut him down yeah we were yeah. doing an episode i was sitting there and then a female comic was sitting there and then Juice is like, yeah, BJ's really great at making fun of people. And I'm not, I'm supposed to be silent on the show. I just look stuff up and do it. Right. And I'm like, uh, and she's like with a name like BJ. And I almost said something. I was, oh. And uh, I almost said something really bad. Yeah. Like I was just, and I, they are guests on the show. Yeah. And then it involved like heroin chic and all kinds of stuff. Oh. And I was just like, no, just let There's it. I was not, just, yeah. I was just like, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, really, you're a comedian, you're going to go to BJ. That's how creative you are. Exactly. So, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yes. Well, because with the name, I always had to have something loaded, but I realized mm. I would just go for the worst thing possible and yeah. just end the conversation yeah. and be like, we're done. Yeah, you're not going to top this. So. Well, because, like you said about paying attention to conversations, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that's what I do around other people I know. Yeah. And I'll listen to their worst fears. <gasps> oh, yeah. And that way, because I have a fear of, well, you're going to eventually burn me. Yeah. You're going to use me. And then just, and then you're, and then mm-hmm. they're going to come point in time when I see you again after that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say the worst possible thing to you. And it's like, it's a huge flaw. It, it's not a good, like, I mean, just being honest, it's not a good character characteristic to have. But if you admit you have it, it's at least a start. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Because I won't wait for a text. I won't do anything. I want to see you and see your reaction. Oh, man. I'm, I'm that. That's probably the one of the very few. One of the things that I really have worked on because I hate that about myself. Yeah. Because it's just like this. There's it no is. no thought process. I just throw it out there. Oh, man. I am. My mom. My mom is was like that. It was uh, my mom will take what you hate about yourself the most and and just and throw it at you and just it will it was game over she has a way of taking your worst traits and and telling you all about them and just destroying you she'll just level you and i am the exact opposite i overthink everything i say before i say it in fear that i'm going to hurt somebody's feelings i mean even just busting uh, rb you know saying something to him he said something to me and i was like well that's why you'll die alone <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would fall apart. Yeah, I've, mm, 
You you you're making me. I need to be very aware of what I say in front of you. Like no. I'm getting really nervous. No, no, because he. I never started. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, okay. I never started. Yeah, okay. No, I'm talking about if you come at me oh. and start saying something or whatever. Gotcha. Or if you say something about like my wife or say something about my kids, and 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 just be and you're being very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Then like he said something about uh, something like <laughs> kind of mean to me, and I was like, okay, we're playing this game. Yeah. And if there's an audience, it gets worse. Oh, yeah. Because I'll just start throwing Mm. them back and back and back and back. And then I won't stop with the control um, with what I say. But I never start it. Okay. I will never disrespect anybody to start. But if somebody says something mean to me and expects me to take it, come on. Yeah. No. No. Oh, man. I, again, the exact opposite. If somebody says something to me, mean to me, it's deserved. I'm miserable. I'm awful. They should hate me. Like, I just go through in my head all the reasons I deserve what they said. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And, and that, and that's because, and somebody says something to you, be like, what, like to me, and they're like, um, like, call me fat or whatever. And I'm just like, that's really the best you got. Yeah. But then later on, I'm like, why, why do you call me fat for? Yeah. And then, like, and when you're in your, you're at, and then when you get in your fortress of solitude mm-hmm. cliche, and you're like, I wonder if you really think I'm fat. Yeah, and you go through the whole conversation over and over and over again. I'm like, what? What did I? You know, like, what did I do? And you forget that you said something to them afterwards. But that's the hardest part. And the other thing that I've noticed as I've gotten older, especially with confidence, we were somewhere and some girl was hitting on me. I had no idea. Oh, really? It doesn't work on me. Like, yeah. she, she was like trying to sell or do something, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. I really like your eyes. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't anything today. <laughs> and I was with one of my buddies. Like, she was kind of like digging in, digging you, and I was like. No, she's trying to sell me a product. And yeah. it's like, well, she don't get paid to sell things. Yeah. Like she was just being nice to you because he goes, she didn't say it to me. And I was like, I was like, whatever, let's just go. Yeah. At a certain, you don't, it just flew right. That's one thing that flies right over my head. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I just move on down the road. And then he was like, you're oblivious to that. And I was like, well, like pretty don't work on me anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because, <laughs> so I just think about like somebody pretty or, or even whatever, if they're, whatever it is like none of that works because i got so angry at (coughs) seeing like people abuse other people because they were attractive oh for sure yeah i'm like you just want something from me just move on yeah you know and that's not bothering me that's i told you i'm just i'm weird like that yeah i mean i admire it i i have lots of questions about the male psyche maybe you can answer for me because i'm just i I mean, I know not all guys are the same because there's some guys that are dogs that would have jumped all over whatever that woman was. But laying in my down. mind, I've been like, dude, what? what I'm gonna give her like five minutes of her best of her life. Right. She's gonna be disappointed. Like it's gonna take longer <laughs> to get undressed. That's why. If you want to know the truth, that's why. Of like, yeah. I'm not. No, there's no point in it. Yeah. And be like, so I'm gonna rue. You know, like no, like she just and she'll look at me, and be like, uh, thanks, and I'm like, eh, my bad. Yeah. Like I don't blame if you don't call me. Oh god. So that's what runs through my head. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I have, and and people laugh when I say this, but it's true. I have some kind of anti charisma. There's something about me that men like are repelled. Like they just, there's nothing, like, I don't know what it is, but men don't hit on me. They, they're not, I mean, I got nothing. I'm going to be, I'll be specific, white men specifically. They'd want nothing to do with me. Like, if you look at me, I'm, I'm built for minorities. Okay. Like that's just, that's, and, and that's, that's the case. I'm a curvy girl. And, but white guys are like, I mean, 
turned off like it's 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 i don't know what it is that i have but they don't hit on me there's there's no flirting nothing and it has been like this almost my entire life do they say bro a lot yeah i i am a i am i'm i'm a girl's guy a guy's girl what am i yeah uh i i get a lot of i don't know it's just it's really really weird i mean so here's the thing i've been in three pretty serious relationships in my life i'm 38 years old and uh those are the three guys that flirted with me so <laughs> there you go better not give out your social media on the show <laughs> no and it's weird though because it's the same thing it's like yeah. you know it'd be like oh someone flirted with you but in my mind i'm like oh, god yeah if i was single and then like would you like my apartment would my car be like right you go through all the things like, yeah like i have I have two grown kids. Yeah. Like, are they going to like hanging out with them? Yeah, there's too many things. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, ugh, just be easier just to walk on. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, eh. No. And, and, but I have buddies that be like, oh, man, I'd really like, would you? Would you? Would yeah. you really? Yeah. I'm so, um, like, I, I'm such a soul connection person. Like, I don't care how cute you are. I mean, you can be hot or whatever, and your body can be bomb, but... If I'm not digging you like right here, third eye, mental, heart to heart crap, then uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not even going to try to fake this. My friends say that I do attract crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> so and that's from Jeremy. That's from AP. That's and that's funny. and that's from RB. Because he's like, he's like, if you weren't, because Steph, he go, they go, Steph's the total opposite of what we would think you'd be married to because like if we watch movies like man i love her character and they're like she crazy yeah i'm like yeah but there's you think you can fix her yeah and then like is that what it is that and the fact you might wake up with a knife to your throat one night <laughs> and you have to talk her off of that there's or some excitement yeah I'll talk you out of not shooting you right. <laughs> so you really really love that scene in goodfellas where he wakes oh, up yeah. and she's on top yeah. of him with the gun. karen <laughs> what are you doing you're like i love karen no and that and i think that in in it's just that's what my friends always tell me like you always pick out the crazy characters and then you know even like uh point point break or perry petty's mm -hmm. which i think she's pretty mm -hmm. other people are like oh she's not pretty and i'm like yeah but she has that character has a little bit of like some see, depth yeah. right yeah like, so sandra bullock and um speed nah no yeah she's, Help me. yeah she's a wet blanket in that yeah. for sure so like yeah i like you know sharice theron in certain movies like i know she's beautiful but mm -hmm. her characters are a time are like okay yeah there's some dimension there's depth there's things that i can dig into like we're gonna have conversations and i'm gonna learn who you are like that's what i'm looking for like i need that i need you i, I mean i want to know who you are i want to have these these stay up all night conversations and not in the movie way like i want to hear about your effed up childhood yeah like i want to i want to hear about the things you daydream about that you don't tell anybody else about like i like i need to meet somebody on a soul level like i don't have time for the bs stuff like i'm not doing that anymore like you said yeah. i'm almost 40 and if it ain't for real it ain't for me yeah and yeah and, and it's one of those things is like if i was on a car lot it'd be like hey today's special <laughs> you know like he's a lot of miles but <laughs> real comfortable a lot of miles though 
No, yeah. I think, but I use laughter to make fun of myself because, like, I look oh, at my fla- yeah. look at my flaws, and it makes me feel better. And mm-hmm. also, like, if I say it first, then they can't say it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. We've never really talked, but we've talked. We've done several shows together, but we never got a chance to say like this is how I really am. And yeah. then and then I think that's why I want to start doing these shows, which I love because yeah. people listen to me like mm, you a little back crazy. Yeah. But you can never tell if you meet me in person. They're like, yeah. So he has a full time job. Yeah. He's a leader of like a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and he runs this and runs that. But like, yeah. <laughs> usually, usually the 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 one piece, like the piece of how you know somebody, is just one of the facets of who they are. And I think that you and I both being um, maybe like the comic relief in 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 our in our media in in our in our hobby if you want to say that right now on our podcast on our shows whatever we're doing it's important to know that you have to have you have to have a little crazy to have that artistic ability you have to have a little bit of dysfunction and a little bit of grit from your childhood that's going to give you the ability to go you know what this is funny like I have, I can do the self-deprecation. I can, I can do this. This was, this was a means of survival as a child. And now this is who's made me what I am right now to be able to quickly respond and have the joke and think outside the box and say the thing that makes people go, oh, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, yeah. like that is, you can't have this artistic talent whether it's whether it's sculpture or comedy or being an author whatever it is there's a little bit of crazy in every artist and 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 accepting that so all you kids that feel like you're different or feel like you have the struggle and you're not you're going to be the funniest one don't worry yeah and then and that's one one thing that ap always encouraged me on was like dude go to that dark place yeah pull some stuff out of yeah. it and send it to me let's see what we can do and that's where um yeah like there's there's several videos that they're once floating out at me as is the dating video it's fake mm-hmm. it was all ad-libbed yeah and just it was from some uh, um sociopath place yeah but that's what he did he just kept tapping into it tapping he's like just go dark and then yeah and then you find out what's too far and then you reel it back in yeah it's always good to have a point person that says yeah no (laughs) we're not showing that much crazy yet you gotta bring that back in a little bit yeah and i i felt like we were and i think that in in today's age we're challenged so much about what we can say and what we can't do but i think it's okay to just if you say something doesn't mean you mean it all the time no but it has to be in but like in a certain setting you have to make sure you don't come in saying wrong things at the wrong time but i don't know i just think people need to listen to each other more but we're too busy wanting to get our stuff out yeah yeah oh absolutely and uh it's and, and that's that is not i mean i like sharing my story like that's another thing about being who we are like when you have an interesting story to share and you want to share it so that people can recognize it and go, you know what? I want to get better. I want to heal. I want to go to therapy. Um, I want to engage with my spouse. 
I want to I want to hug my kids more. If that's what somebody takes away from today, then I am about it. And that's a part of me sharing my story. It's not because I like talking about myself, but you know what? I like talking about myself a little bit, or I wouldn't be me, doing this. Me too, a little bit. Yeah. See, that's a thing. But everybody likes talking to you know about themselves a little bit. But I also I love I love listening to you talk about yourself. Like that's the give and take in a friendship and and in a professional relationship like this. Like that's a part of it because you're going to say something. I have respect for you and you're going to say something that I'm going to go, hey, I have the opportunity to learn from this guy. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to quiet my mind and I'm going to hear what he has to say. I know when you get two two people that talking to mics like we do together yeah. and if you can get that, stop and go. Yeah. It's beautiful. The flow. Yeah. yeah because a lot of times we're used to guiding people like, come on. Yes. Come and on. you're trying to like, right. it's like pulling teeth to get them to like, and it's so surprising <laughs> because I mean, you kind of do, if you're not naturally good behind a mic, then you just have to practice it and you'll get there and that's not a big deal, but you just don't realize how much people get freaked out as soon as they sit down in front of a microphone. Yeah. It's wild. Well, I do want to thank you though, because like when you, we first met or when you first did the show, Smugcast, you're like, Hey, have you ever done stand up? And I was like, ah, I have a long time ago. I haven't recently. And then you're like, you should, you're one of the reasons I went and tried it. Yeah, and then there. So that was one of the things. Like, okay, because like, I, I, well, I appreciate you because you hear things from people, and the difference is whether you respect their opinion or not. Right, it is. Yeah, and it then is. and another person said there's a difference between being funny behind a podcast and getting up there and can you make people laugh? And mm-hmm. I, it pissed me off. Oh yeah, and he and he didn't say it directly towards me and AP, but mm-hmm. uh, but I f- I took it as he did, even though he didn't. He's a great guy. Yeah, and I was like, okay, okay, I'll show right. you. And then I went and did it or whatever. Yeah, how did you feel about it? Uh, I was more nervous than that than doing the eulogy for my pops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but hosting, hosting, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went and bombed at Jokers. I hadn't done any stand up since my, since uh, dad passed. And I was up at Jokers. Ben Politsky was up there and uh, he's a buddy of mine. And so was Tim McDonald, another buddy of mine. Like, hey, you should go up. And I'm like, hey, oh. I haven't, I'm just here to, like, we're, we're playing some stuff, World Series of comedy we're gonna talk to the owner but i was like i'm not going mm-hmm. up not going up but i just they just kept and i was like i went up right mm-hmm. i get up there and i start hadn't really worked on it so was, it's open mic so you're just kind of working through it mm-hmm. and i'm like and i pointed somebody like hey you know what i mean she's like yeah i don't want to be a part of this and i'm like <gasps> no crowd work just died that sucks and i get off there and ben's like hey uh you've been practicing that much i was like i told you no <laughs> so that wednesday i was so pissed off i went up to anderson uh kettle top shout out cow buck um and just murdered yeah just murdered yeah best set i've ever did oh that's awesome and um but i was like but it's and i wasn't nervous at all i went up there and um because anderson jokers and certain places are tough because they're jokers is full of comedians mm-hmm. and they're all right and staring at you and if you can make them pop that's good and then anderson right. is actually a crowd crowd at time right and I was able to get those guys to laugh. And AP did stand up one time, and he cool. died a slow death. Aww. I'll tell you this story. We'll get out of here. So have you ever done stand up at all? No, God, no. Okay. So Kettle Top's a real cool place. Anderson's real. They have an open mic uh, every other Wednesday. It was like a year ago. It's me, AP, my wife, and, and Ben. So open mic, anybody can do it. Right. So this lady in the motorized wheelchair does it. Mm-hmm. in front of me mm-hmm. so there's a place over the side so i'm over there collecting my thoughts mm-hmm. sitting over there and i guess she said something i didn't know it yeah 
and uh, no i was like no one's laughing so it's no big deal so she must not have just did very well and then she, <laughs> she's driving out to like a door like this and clanking on the way out with her mirror. oh no and i get up there and i'm like hey how's everybody blah 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 and afterwards i get over and ap's like dude come here i'm like why he's like did you hear that lady i'm like no what happened i was like dude i died up there he's like no it's not you she dropped a hard r oh she dropped the n-word in anderson right for it's my turn no so i get up there like hey how's everybody doing my name is bj and they're like and they're still in shock yeah oh gosh <laughs> so on the way home it was all quiet because we all kind of struggled a little bit and then ben out of nowhere is like hey that lady did drop a hard r right <laughs> and he broke it up because i think ben is he's out in la now he's i think he has a chance to do great things and, oh awesome and i bought a shirt from them and he wrote me a note personalized note or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like hey man just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and that's when i knew he was a genuine person yeah but yeah that's the part of my worst comedy story i have oh. is when she dropped the hard r as i'm trying <laughs> to walk up gosh i was i was actually talking to my friend uh josh and chick and i said i don't know if i i, I kind of want to try stand up i don't know what i would do and they're like, oh yeah, we could, we could, we could help you write twenty minutes. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, well, if you guys write it, I could deliver it. I'm not worried about that. But there's an aspect where I'm like, yeah, I would want to write it. I would want it to be my it, voice. It's, aw- it's yeah. awesome. It's the best one in the world. Is um, I, I, when I wrote the BJ joke, um, and, and it was something that happened in real life. And it was like, they'll say your name, BJ, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, my name is BJ. You know. I was like, I had someone stop me um, the other day after a show and says, your name, real name, BJ. And I was like, hmm, I'll play along with this. Yeah. I was like, yes, it is BJ. She's like, why would your dad name, why would they named you that? And I was just like, well, it's better than, I said, it was, I said, well, that's what my dad said I should have been. And I, and and I, and the other, but she was like, oh God, that's awful. And I was like, no, no, it's still better than the other name they had picked out. And I'm not saying it on this show because it was, okay. it was really abrasive. Okay. Gotcha. And the crowd just went. Lost it. Yeah. And I was just like, no, 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 don't, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It goes more downhill from here. Yeah. And it was just, it was, but I wrote it and they laughed and I was just like, oh, I felt like fun. I accomplished something. Yeah. Because yeah. I do help some people write jokes. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want to go back up. I don't want to be on stage. Like I'd rather say here yeah go enjoy yourself because mm-hmm. um, i just don't like staring at people it's weird yeah. like in here it's different but when you're up there and you have these three women that are not paying attention this is a true story i just want to be like hey hey yeah. get off your phone yeah why are you here that's so rude that makes me nuts and it's open mic you can't say anything because they're not paying to be there right oh okay so you can't say anything but they're just looking at you with that whole i'm gonna ask for the manager look right 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 all blonde short hair no disrespect babe i know you have short hair <laughs> but they all like they're sitting there and they're all drinking water with lemon and yeah judging you yeah so yeah that's that's one of the things that drives me insane because i just want to start tearing into them and yeah that's not what you're supposed to yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't know how I would do with something scripted. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try hosting or doing something different. We'll see. That'd be great. Well, I would definitely come out and watch that oh, because uh, I've seen the. I know it's like to die a slow death on on stage like twice yeah. and do very well. Um, but I also know what it's like to start out dying and then pick and then like. Yeah, that's got to feel just as good and to come get, back and get yeah. it. And then you're like, and then when you have other comedians who get paid to do it in the cups like hey man that's your best set that's great mm. work really proud of you and i'm like that's good and then i'm like all right 
I'm not going to do this no more. Yeah. Like I got to my goal where comedians actually gave me a genuine compliment. Yeah. And then I'm off. That's very cool. So yeah. Good for you. So, but um, we're at the end of our program. Yeah. Thank you for Sweet. having me. This is awesome. Uh, I'm. I will say the same thing in regard to podcasting. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I like how you're. You're. Um, uh, I feel like you're building a bridge. You're 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 bridging the gap, making people feel less alone. And I just have a lot of respect for people that are willing to put their stuff out there and be vulnerable that way, in terms of of making people feel less alone that you're never even going to meet probably. So good work, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I, yeah, and I really really enjoy that. Um, I got big feedback from doing the other shows, and when you could take somebody who looks like they're the most confident, arrogant, mm. egomaniac, and be like, he's he's like us yeah yeah i had a girlfriend tell me that once she goes you are the most self-conscious confident person i've ever met i was like oh yeah the confident part that's out the window that's all for show yeah that's a that's something that makes me feel safe is to pretend like i'm confident so yeah and i do it in front of my wife in front of my kids that yeah. way you know like dad's here yeah yeah or mom's here you know dad right? or mom we're like we're supposed to be that and there's a picture, and and I'll show it to you. And that's and we were doing the promo pictures for this, me and AP, and mm-hmm. we end up choosing one in the suit and a tie or whatever. It's real cool. Yeah, it looks good. It's a great picture. But the other one that I have, I said, hey, I have one more idea, and that's why me and AP worked great together. And he gets so mad when I give him compliments, but like I grabbed my hair and just pulled it up, and yeah. then it's just me in a white T-shirt. Is it the picture that you're? Your picture on social media now? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great shot. Great that, shot. That's a fa- That's me being a father. That's me being a husband. AP uh, took that picture? Yeah. That's awesome. That's us together. That's very cool. And that's what we do. It's like he was able to take, like, that picture was my idea, right, of how to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was like, how do we do this? He's like, all right. So we take my ideas and then we would. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I owe him the world. Like, if I didn't, I don't, I'd be in a darker place without him. That's awesome. Because he's so positive. And yeah. I got rid of all the negative friends. Yeah. So that's I, a hard thing to do. Not that's a, mm. not for you. It's a hard thing for me to do. No, like if someone disappeared. I mean, it goes back to pop, my real dad. Like he left and I'm like, if he left, then I wasn't that upset. Then what's the point if someone else leaves? That's what, See, that's taking your childhood and spinning it, giving it good perspective. Deuces. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why I still had good relationships with ex-girlfriends or whatever. Because I've never texted them. I'm yeah. Ne- I'm like... Hey, I miss never nothing. And they're like, "Where's this jerk at? Like, where's that whole I miss you text after like six? Nope, it ain't me. Nope." <laughs> and that's why they're like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "Why are you texting?" Me? Oh, mm. I haven't been blowing you up like most dudes do. Yeah, that's a flaw too. Because I, my wife said I've have a lot of great friends, but I let them go by the wayside because I don't take the first step. Yeah. Because, but do you feel like it's because you're bothering people? Like, hey, man, they're living their life. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna live mine. Like, no, no, no ill feelings. Just like we're all busy doing uh, life. I just feel like then we do trivial things. Like we'll go out to Buffalo Wild Wings gotcha. and like, so how? Hey, and you just and and there's this old, all the pleasantries and well, yeah, yeah. There's this old gag that we used to have, and I'm like, could you imagine if you just had a business card type thing and you hand it be like, here, this is what I've been up to for ten years. Read sure. this. Yeah, my social media is on there. Yeah. Well, that way we could just save our time and not go through this BS conversation. Yeah, that's but, actually a real. That's actually a really polite way <laughs> to be like, hey, I value your time. I value my time. Let's not do this. Yeah, and yeah. then instead of be like. So how do your kids? Uh, they're sixteen and uh, fourteen. Yeah. Really, they play sports. Yeah, uh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I won't see you for another six months. 
That's why we created social media. Here it is. Go look at it. Mm-hmm. Like a couple photos. Leave a comment. Yeah. Send me a request if you want. We yeah. could chat back and forth. Yeah, we can be buddies. And that's the bad part of me, though. Yeah. Because I'm very open and loving. But at some point, like, yeah. I don't want to keep having the same conversation. I know with somebody that that's what i'm talking about man and heart to heart stuff like let's connect i don't have time for the surface stuff because we may have three thousand friends or whatever it is on social media Mm -hmm. but like the group of friends i have is maybe i can count on my hand yep yep i get it but we still want to be like oh yeah i'm friends with johnny like "Eh, yeah are you friends are you though yeah what's his birthday i don't know (laughs) you're not friends what's his wife's name i don't know (laughs) No, you're just in Queens, so. Right. But like I said, do you have anything you want to plug throughout there? Anything, you know, the old shameless plugs at the end of all the podcasts? I can, yeah, I can do all of them. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on social media, I'm Jess Hooker underscore. Uh, you can catch me on Bob and Tom, usually on Mondays or Tuesdays, just hanging out. Um, and then I have a podcast right now called Not Terrible. And this is the first time that I'm going to drop this little nugget live and in, uh, in public um, off the air with Chick McGee is coming back. And uh, it is going to be available to Bob and Tom VIP listeners only. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the highlights of our careers, our name was on that show. Oh, yeah? Yes. That's fun. In regards, and it was you regarding drinking. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so we're gonna bring that back. It's uh, it'll just be Chick and I with the random guests. It'll be you know about thirty minutes to an hour once a week. So kind of kind of how it was when it it was. Yeah, it's kind of like how it was before, but <clears throat> now it's just gonna be associated with the show since we both work for the show. And uh, yeah, so if you're not a Bob and Tom VIP listener, please sign up. That is awesome. Yeah. And you should check it out. I listen to the show all the time. Yeah, and then that's how I. Um, um and that's how i found out about how you was because i listened to the show and then found out who you were and then found you on social media and did the whole booking agent stalker thing (laughs) so yeah it's uh and that that was a while ago man we had that podcast in 2011 yeah Mm -hmm. so it's been a while so we're glad to bring it back and uh it'll be fun because i was traveling during that time and then that's when i got my first smartphone i was able to go through and listen to a lot of those podcasts yeah cool so um like i said thanks thank you for joining me as always you're always welcome here oh thank you um in in this place so i appreciate everything that you actually do appreciate everything you do oh thanks i know that sounds weird but it sounds like job (laughs) good way to go way to do a good job at work hey but i know you're a genuine person and i respect you so i appreciate you saying that all right well like i said is thank her for coming on the show Uh, as always the social media will be on right after this we'll talk to you next week kids if you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email is the BJ Robbins Project at gmail.com. Facebook is BJ Robbins. Twitter is at the BJ Robbins. Instagram is BJ underscore Robbins. And Snapchat is the BJ Robbins. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to one of those platforms so we can make that happen. Thank you.